Perhaps you've heard of something called imaginative prayer. That's when, um, for instance, you read a passage from the Gospels, um, and you put yourself in your imagination in the scene, either as one of the characters or just an observer. Um, and as the scene plays out in your imagination, it's sort of a, a way of being in communion with God, a way of, of God speaking to you through your imagination. I always had trouble understanding how that worked. And I remember one time, I was in a group, I was in the seminary at the time, and we were in a group learning about imaginative prayer and trying to do it together. And we were reading the passage in the gospel, uh, the visitation in Luke, when Mary goes into the hill country of Judea to meet her cousin Elizabeth. And when uh, the greeting reaches Elizabeth's ear, the child in her womb, John the Baptist, leaps for joy. And um, it's this tender scene. It's famous. It's one of the mysteries of the rosary. Um, And I knew it well. I knew the story well. And we just kind of read it slowly, read it a few times, and everybody's supposed to share what was going on in their imagination and in their hearts. And I remember this one guy, one of the seminarians shared that he was there and it was like Mary was coming to him and that he was leaping for joy. And he he felt this deep joy that Mary was coming to him. And who is he that the mother of his Lord should come to him. And like, he was in the place of Elizabeth in that scene. And uh, I was just like, what are you talking about, dude? (laughs) Like, made no sense. Um, And are you just playing make-believe in your mind? Uh, And you're just like getting, conjuring some feelings, some religious sentiment to make yourself feel close to God. How is that God? It seems so strange. It seems so made up. Um, Fast forward to just a few weeks ago, and I'm on retreat. I was on uh, retreat for eight days in silence and, and doing this exact thing. You know, not just imaginative prayer, but relating to God heart to heart, taking time to be with him. And one of the antiphons at Mass during communion, it was, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. And that, um, that phrase kind of came back to me uh, after Mass, and it, it moved me very deeply during the Mass, right after communion. The kingdom of God is at hand for you. And... As I was praying about it later, I just had the image of Mary handing me the baby Jesus. Uh, And it was one of those moments like, am I making this up or not? But I just kind of went with it. And it was like Mary herself was saying, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. You can have it. Here he is. And I just, in my imagination, held the child. And there he was, this infant baby with the little sacred heart beating in his chest. And just, I just held him close to me in my imagination. And I was moved. And there was a lot going on in my heart and my mind. And there was, some, there was such simplicity about the image. And it spoke to me so deeply um, that I had no doubt that it was God that was speaking to me, that he was, he was with me in my heart, in my imagination. Um, a few years ago, many years ago probably, there was a book that came out called Heaven is for Real. You may have heard of this book. I never read it. I don't really know all the details about it, but I think they made a movie of it as well. Basically, there was a, a young boy who had a near-death experience, is my understanding. I saw the clips on the news and stuff about it when it came out. He'd had a near-death experience, and um, the parents didn't know about it until later. And he started to tell these stories of, of things that he experienced while dead before he came back to life. It was like a, a hospital thing. And he, he remembered things about what happened that day, that seemed to indicate that he had an out-of-body experience, that he was aware of things not in the room that he was in. And then he also had details, strange details about heaven and the people in heaven. 
um, that he couldn't have known. And he was like too young to lie about it or to have like seen it on TV and be making it up. Um, and so it was this big sensation. And people were like, whoa, heaven is real. <laughs> That's crazy. And it's like even Christians who believe it, like it's still so shocking and, and interesting to find that like somebody actually went there, came back, and it, it's, it's real. Something real is happening there. Um, but I think what's even more shocking and maybe scandalous to us, even as Christians, is that not only heaven is real as this place you go when you die, and maybe there have been some people who have died and then come back and, and give us like messages from the beyond, but that heaven is actually a place that's here, and that the people in heaven, God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but also Jesus, the, the Son incarnate, Mary, his mother, the saints, the angels, your guardian angel, all of these um, persons that inhabit that other plane are actually here interacting with you. And you can speak to them and they can speak to you. That that heaven is for real kind of thing. That's the Catholic view. And like at every Mass, we are in heaven in a certain sense. Like we are interacting with God and all the angels and saints. We're singing the same songs as them. Not to remind us or not to like encourage us that one day for real we're going to be in heaven, but like right now we're tasting it. Right now heaven is kneeling down to us and we get to eat the bread of angels. Um, That that's uh, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. that, That it shouldn't surprise me that even in my little imagination that God can speak to me, that God wants to speak to me. Our second reading, uh, St. Paul says, May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father encourage your hearts and strengthen them in every good deed and word. Just think of what St. Paul is saying. May the Lord Jesus Christ himself encourage your hearts. What does that mean for the Lord Jesus Christ to encourage your heart? Encourage means to like literally put courage in your heart, to put comfort in you, to be with you and in you, straight into your heart, that the Lord Jesus himself does this. How? There's a book called A Severe Mercy. It's, like, it's a beautiful book. I, I recommend it. Um, it's like an autobiography of this man who, and his wife. Really, It's, a, it's an autobiography of, of a love story. He, he and her, they met as young people before either of them ever believed in God. They were both kind of materialists, atheists, but they believed in love because they had fallen in love with each other so intensely. And um, they made all sorts of commitments and promises to one another that they, they would never let their love evaporate. And, um, and they lived for love. But later on, they, they both came to faith in, in Christ, became Christians, and, and their love kind of opened up to, um, to a deeper meaning than simply just these two lovers and their own secret pleasure of, of knowing each other and having this intimacy privately. But then they, their, their love became something that they welcomed people into and and it became very charitable and beautiful and generous, um, but also very sad. And, and I won't ruin the story, but there's a moment where um, the author is suffering a great deal. And um, he needs comfort from God. And he's driving and he sees a rainbow off in the distance. And immediately he feels this comfort, like it's a sign from God. But his old materialist mind comes up like, well, that's just refracted light. It just happens to be a day in which you had both sunshine and rain. And I'm just imposing this meaning and maybe it's just a coincidence. And all that stuff that might happen when you feel like there's maybe a sign from God. Um, 
ah, it's, I'm just making this up. It's just in my imagination. And, and he just stops and he just like goes, okay, well, this means something to me. <laughs> you know, the rainbow had significance to him in, in all sorts of other events in his life and from the Bible and everything. And God knows my heart. He knows that that means something to me. You know, and whether or not God specifically put this rainbow in the sky as a certain, like, actual miracle just for me, or whether it's just the conditions of weather and time and um, just God's providence and his ability to anticipate everything because he's omniscient and omnipotent, um, regardless of how it happened, this rainbow is important to me. <laughs> and so it's important to God. And he's using it to give me courage, to give me comfort. Um, you know, I think that that's been really instructive to me, that little story, because a lot of times, and maybe you're with me in this, I think, yeah, God made me, created me out of love. I didn't ask to be made or created or to be born. I just, here, here I am. I've given life, I'm given my body, I'm given my mind, my intellect, my memory, my imagination. Everything is just given to me. And then I sinned just like everybody else and turned away from God and ran from him. But then he saved me. He came after me. He sent his only son to die for my sins and gave me the church and the sacraments and my family to teach me and to bring me into back into right relationship with him. Um, he comes to me in every mass. He becomes, a, he becomes something that he can come so intimately into my body, the Eucharist. And, and Jesus comes all the way from heaven. But then... There's this last little step, and he's just going to test like whether or not I can crack codes well, you know, whether or not I'm not a good puzzle solver, you know, and like I have to figure out is that from God or not, or um, what's he trying to say, or what am I supposed to do with my life, and it's just not realistic right? that he would be so generous and so loving and come so far to meet me, and then I would be able to miss it, you know, like. It'd be my fault, finally, that I've just, like, got it wrong. And he'd be like, I tried, but you just weren't good at solving that. I, I gave you the decoder ring to figure out which ones were signs for me and which ones weren't, and you just didn't use it right. Sorry. Actually, on retreat, I was, <laughs> I was sitting in a chair, and it was a beautiful day, and it was, like, a moment of deep consolation and comfort in my, in my retreat. And I looked up from my chair, and it was the morning, and the birds were flying around, and I saw this, this bird fly, and it was a robin. And just the way that he flew is like, robins do this thing where they like put their wings to the side, and I just saw, saw this silhouette in the sun, and it just looks so interesting and beautiful. And I hate robins. I think they're like the worst bird. Uh, they're so common, they're ugly, um, in my opinion. And the way that it was flying, was so, it just struck me. I was like, I almost started crying. I was like, that's so beautiful. Like, just all of a sudden, everything became a sign. And when your heart is cracked open like that and you're open to God, you realize, like, it's not just the rainbows. Like, I don't have to say which ones are signs from God. Everything is a sign that God loves you, that you're not alone. And that's the secret. That's the decoder ring. It's all love. May the Lord Jesus Christ himself encourage your hearts and strengthen them. That's how he does it. Through all of our personality, all our imagination, all our faculties that he's given us, he is close to us. We are not alone. Jesus says in the gospel that the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not God of the dead, but of the living. For to him 
all are alive. Something very beautiful, that to God, all are alive, that there's this plane of reality that is present to God all the time, in which all are alive. You, but also heaven, the saints, the angels, your guardian angel, the souls in purgatory, the Lord Jesus himself, his mother Mary, that that plane of reality, heaven is for real, that that's, that's the actual facts of the case. In, in, in Hamlet, Horatio says, there are more things in, your, in heaven and earth than in, are in your philosophy, in your science. Like, that reality is so much better than we could have imagined it, actually. Um, the heaven is for real, but not just that, but it's really here. That your heart is made to recognize it. Like, you know how to recognize heaven. You're not going to die, wake up, and be like, is this heaven or hell? Trust me, your heart will know. Just as your heart can recognize the voice of Jesus, can recognize whether it's him himself who's encouraging your heart and giving you comfort. Heaven is for real, and it's really here. So let us open our hearts to it and and to, to live in that truth, live in that reality.